Greetings and welcome to another episode of Stamper Cinema. As always, I'm your host. My name is Andrew. And hopefully you know that because you've been listening to this podcast for a few episodes. And who knows, maybe this is your first time or maybe you've listened to all of them. But this is an exciting edition because of the fact this is our one year anniversary episode. We have now been doing this podcast for one full year. I'm pretty excited about that. I'm pretty proud of it and very, very thankful for all of you that have helped make this possible. And the guests that we have, you know, he's one of our founding members, right? I mean, he's one of the, the first people that, that came aboard early when we first started this podcast. And it, it's very fitting to do a Stamper Cinema uh, anniversary special and have a fellow Stamper with me. So that's right, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to the show, my kid brother, but also a very, very dashing, dashing man, Mr. Nathan Stamper. How's it going, Nathan? It's going good. It's going good. Just living life, having fun, growing out the uh, the hair. Um, you know, you know. I I was late to the the quarantine lockdown party where I could have done this. So I'm I'm you know making up for lost times now. What's what's the end game with that long hair? What like are you you know are you going full on out or are you just going until Vanessa tells you no 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 you gotta you gotta you gotta chop that or are you gonna keep it going so she can do your hair? I I kind of wanted to to have enough to to pull back into a into a bun kind of like Andy Carroll style. Mm. Um, but I'm I'm kind of getting tired of like these like flyaways going on. So I'm probably yeah. just going to cut maybe a Friday or Monday those days. <laughs> I'm sorry. You cut out for a second. You said you're probably going to cut it out. Maybe, maybe like on Friday or Monday or something like that. Yeah. Cause I'm getting, I'm getting kind of tired of like the, the flyaways, the upkeep, um, trying to figure out how to style it. And then like when I do style it, the, the product I have holds for like 30 minutes and then it just flattens down mm-hmm. and I just look mm-hmm. like Justin Bieber and like, circa 2012 yeah is now what you've got right now and i'm sure the listeners really care but <laughs> is would you say this is the the longest your hair has ever been or, or oh, no oh no not at all this is because I, I have trim sides when we went to amsterdam that was the longest i had i had a mop on my head basically mm. um like i could braid that hair yeah i have some pictures flown around it's yeah that's so high um (laughs) wait weren't you like 12 uh 14 14 14. okay yeah 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 that's 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 uh yeah i think around the first time i got i got high it was probably around 14 yeah the first time i had a beer was with johnny hopkins (laughs) (laughs) you and uh sloan kettering yeah Yeah. i don't know anyone named johnny hopkins He's like, what? I forget how he how he finished it, but it has something that like it was. Yeah, me, Johnny Hopkins, and Sloan Kettering, and, and we. And he we, was blazing that shit up every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So natural segue after after yeah. quoting Step Brothers, we're gonna we're actually gonna do something a little bit different. We're going to talk about a, a new release, not a movie that has been around for quite some time, but we're gonna talk about a movie that's in the theaters right now and currently available for download. So, Nathan, what is the movie we're gonna be tackling for our audiences tonight? So the fantastic film that uh we're gonna be tackling is gonna be called Werewolves Within. It's mm-hmm. a it's a pretty awesome horror comedy who done it 
spectacular. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's definitely up there with the the horror comedies of several years, mm-hmm. like several releases, like your Shaun of the Deads, your um I don't I don't want to call Scream a, a comedy comedy, but it was, you know, self-aware, but it was Cabin great in films. the Woods, maybe. Yeah, Cabin in the Woods. Um I will always know what you did last summer. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, obviously. <laughs> Little callbacks. Um, and then even a little bit less horror, but still kind of like whodunit recently, like Knives Out. Which, I was thinking that too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's, I guess, I let's 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 tackle the plot. If you want, you can you can do it, or if you want me, I can kind of go through the plot, and we can kind of go through this together. Um, so just whatever you know, whatever you yeah. whatever you think. But the way I I'll, see, well, go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna I was just gonna say. I mean, we can kind of tackle it together because I don't want to I want to give too much away. Because when I okay. start talking plot, I kind of go deep in there. Right. So as Nathan mentioned, we're going to tackle Werewolves Within, which is a 2021, you know, it's a, a comedy horror film that was directed by Josh Rubin and written by uh, Mishnah Wolf. Now, for the listeners of this podcast, I may have mentioned it once, maybe three, maybe 10 times. I don't know. But Josh Rubin made his directorial film of uh, um, feature length uh, directorial debut with last year's Scare Me, which is available on Shutter. And if you listen to this podcast, God knows, you know, I, I talk about Shutter, I think, every single freaking episode. But the film Scare Me um, is just a really, really great low budget horror comedy where it's just, it's a total of like four people in the entire film. And wow. It's basically two movie. Uh, I'm sorry. It's basically two people in in the house over a power outage. A couple of writers and they they tell each other scary stories for 90 minutes. And oh. each scary story like builds on and gets a little bit more additional life. And it's really really well executed. And it's very very also like kind of like self aware but very intelligent. Hmm. And there's some good direction and uh, some really interesting editing pieces that go on in that movie. And Werewolves Within kind of follows that same line. Now, of course, this movie was written by uh, Mishnah Mishna Wolf, not written, necessarily written by Josh Rubin. So the writing is going to be a little bit different, but both are very, very strong strengths. The, the direction by Josh Rubin is fantastic, and the, the screenplay by, uh, by Wolf is just, just perfect. It, it's a great whodunit. There are some really, really great characters. The dialogue is, it, it's very, very extremely quotable. Mm-hmm. But, oh, yeah. But the plot is essentially this, um, how do I want to, how, how do I want to talk about it? Essentially a forest ranger played by um, uh, uh, Sam Richardson. Sam who, Richardson, I think. Yep. So Sam Richardson is, so if you've ever seen Veep or... Uh, shit, I can't believe I forgot something else that Sam Richardson's been in. He's been in a lot of things, but I, I, I just go back to his character in Veep. And he's a, a forest ranger that he's assigned to cover the small town called Beaverfield. And upon arriving, you know, he meets a, a wide assortment of very, very eccentric residents of Beaverfield. And each character is drawn very, very well. You, you find out all their different little nuances. So in the small town, you've got this... A uh, gay power couple. You've got a uh, a couple that is they own uh, they own like a like a mechanic shop, and they're very kind of out there. Um, 
very kind of out there, rednecky. And then you've got mm-hmm. this uh, this one couple. You're very conservative, uh, like Fox News uh, watching mm-hmm. uh, people. And and then you've got now. I don't know if it's like a bed and breakfast. I don't know if it's like a motel. What it? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's a bed and breakfast. I mean, one yeah. of the characters refers to it as a mansion, but obviously mm. it's room. So I'd imagine it's some sort of bed and breakfast because of how small the town is. Obviously you're not going to have right. like a Hilton or anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you've got a scientist and then you've got your, your resident kind of guy that uh, your, your resident shut in that kind of like lives mm-hmm. like up and up, up and up. Yeah. Your resident hermit. He lives up in the yeah. hills and essentially all hell breaks loose when they, they they find the the body of the woman who owns bed and breakfast. You know, she, they find the body of her husband and he's dead. Mm-hmm. And you see some mysterious like animal bites and come to find out through a series of very, very funny events. They 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 believe it to be a werewolf. And so now you're in a, a werewolf. But what's really, really great about it is it becomes like a werewolf whodunit. And the tempo of this movie, if you if you're if you're of my age, you certainly have seen the movie Clue no fewer than like 30 times. But if you're not familiar with the uh, movie Clue, a movie like uh, Knives Out is Mm -hmm. uh, very, very um, reminiscent slash in there's elements of like Hot Fuzz or Shaun of the Dead, you know, just kind of like this mystery. Well, Shaun of the Dead isn't necessarily mystery, but like the gore factor and like the smash editing and very, very witty dialogue that runs rampant through it. But the reason why this movie fully succeeds as far as I'm concerned is the fact that the characters are just so great and the the dialogue where they're able to like bounce off like there's so much so much like overlapping dialogue that this movie really lends itself well to like multiple viewings like the replay factor to use a video game term this movie's based on a video game um the the 2014 um or 2016 playstation 4 game werewolves within this movie's Mm -hmm. uh, loosely based on that so it's a it's a you know, it's a video game adaptation, which I didn't know until I started watching it. And then I saw like the Ubisoft kind of like, oh, uh, yeah. uh, like credit in the beginning. I'm like, oh shit, is this a video game? Am I watching a video game movie? And it is. Uh, yeah. No, I haven't ever played the video game. Have you? I, I did. Um, it was a, when it was coming out back in 2015, 2016, it was early access and it was mainly for, playstation vr if i'm not mistaken they were trying to do this whole vr kick for for uh playstation but you could play with a controller and it's essentially more like um the game clue honestly it's at least the version that i played and i remember you're in like 18th, 19th century winter like snowing and you're outside and you're sitting around a campfire with like a table and it's all live. Like you have like different players from all over the place entering this game. And it's like, Hey, you play a character, someone else plays different characters. And it's kind of like a, Oh, did the werewolf leave tracks going to old man McCready's tavern or so it's like, you ask questions like that to deduce who the werewolf is. So I played it like a couple of times when it was early access and there were a lot of bugs 
And so I just didn't pick it up again. And then I just honestly just completely forgot about it. <laughs> and then when you said, oh, let's check out Werewolves Within, I was like, oh, shit, that's a, that's a game I played years mm-hmm. ago. <laughs> so it was pretty funny. Yeah. Now, um, obviously, a lot of things go on in the movie. And there, there's, there's so much I want to talk about. But because, yeah. in fact, this movie is so fresh, there's so many things that I feel like we can't really get into. But yeah. I wanted to, you know, obviously introduce this film to those that haven't seen it and let them know, like, there's a really, really bitchin' fucking movie that is available in the movie theaters, well, in limited release, or if you've got, like, any video on demand, like Apple TV, or I don't Mm -hmm. know, like, where did you, how did you watch it? Apple TV. Apple TV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's available. It's available there, but your various like streaming platforms, it's it's on right now for the video on demand aspect. So it might be on like Amazon Prime or something like that right now. Yeah. But let's 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 talk a little bit about, you know, obviously, because one of the major, major strengths in this movie is its cast. So you've mm-hmm. got a really great ensemble. Obviously, we mentioned Sam Richardson. You've got Milana Vintroop. You've got George Basil, Sarah Burns, Michael Chernis. Uh, Catherine Curtin, uh, Cheyenne Jackson from uh, 30 Rock. You've got Michaela Watkins, Glenn um, Fleshler, uh, Harvey uh, Guillen, Wayne Duvall. I think that's about it. Yeah, so you've got just a really, really great ensemble of people. And what I love is when a movie has a – and when you look at it, I mean, that's what? Like maybe a dozen, 12, maybe 15 people in the entire movie – but there are no wasted parts. Everybody, every character in this film has, has a moment to shine. And I eat that shit up when it's not mm-hmm. just a character for, for plot, right? Like where just somebody is just saying something like artificial, like just to move the plot forward. Yeah. Like, oh gosh, I hope a werewolf doesn't come eat me. And then yeah. Boom, yeah, yeah, yeah. dead. Yeah. And then, like, it's nothing but plot armor for the rest of the protagonists. Mm-hmm. And I you think, know? like, of all the characters, like, the the scientist might be the most, like, plot-driven, where she's like, it's a lycanthrope. You know, yeah. but, but she is eccentric enough because she, all she's doing is just staying in her room. And yeah. uh, she's she's weird. She's different. So even your, your, your pseudo-plot-driven characters are still are still intriguing and funny and humorous. And yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, released just, just about a month ago. It hasn't been out, out, out very long. Uh, the budget was like 6 million, maybe $7 million. Uh, so really, really low budget, very, very sim- uh, small location. Obviously the movie is just filmed in supposed to be uh, Vermont. Vermont. Okay. So I don't Vermont. know where it's okay. actually filmed. Yeah. Yeah. So um so yeah, so somewhere up in Vermont, allegedly. But I don't know. Uh were there any takeaways? Obviously, I don't want to do like I said, I don't want to do like scene by scene. I don't yeah. I you know that I just for the sake of ruin it for the listeners, this is more of just kind of like a hey, Saul movie. Kind of want to talk about it a little bit. Um, yeah. It, it's a little like it's it's a, it was a lot of fun to watch and mm. i guess like one of my biggest takeaways is it wasn't it was a i don't want to say it's a, it was a serious film but it was a freaking cool film um that like you said was self-aware and 
you as, as the viewer really gets into it and starts dissecting like, okay, who is who in this situation? Yeah. Yeah. You have, you have, you have a new ranger, you have people who have been there for donkey's years. You have a billionaire um, pipeline person, like fingers are pointed everywhere. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's just such a fun film to watch. Um, I was, I was looking a little bit and it was actually pretty interesting that um, the actual shooting began, what was it? February, 2020 a month before uh, the pandemic started like hitting mm. full force mm-hmm. and people started going lockdown. So I thought that was pretty interesting to, to see the parallel between just having to stay in your cabin or like in your um, bed and breakfast because of a blizzard and then having to stay in your home because of the pandemic going on. I just thought that was pretty interesting. So I wondered how, how the, how that kind of transpired during shooting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even think about that. Just really anything that anything that is filmed, you know, like around it, it, just even the thought of like movies being filmed around uh, the pandemic or even post pandemic. Like just I don't know. I, I, everything is just kind of like in a time capsule for me right now. When I think about movies, yeah. you know, like as far as like, oh, no, not, you know, like life goes on. But no, there's still a freaking pandemic and how things are being able to be uh, shot. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, another thing that you just mentioned that, that I kind of want to talk into is the, yeah. like that, that whodunit aspect because mm-hmm. of the fact that it is fun. I, I love watching it, there, There's just something like very like Agatha Christie also about, mm-hmm. about this movie where, you know, within the first 15 minutes, 15, 20 minutes, you've met the bad guy. You know, like yep. it's one of these people. And mm-hmm. so you start putting on your hat. Could it be this person? Could it be that person? Could it be this person? Could it be that person? And without spoiling, did you, did you see it coming or were you, were you I surprised? Did. Yes, I did. did. Um, there was a certain scene where I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm like, huh, this doesn't add up. And then like, I had it, I I had this individual pegged from the jump just because I was like, Oh, how funny would it be if it was this person? Mm-hmm. And then the scene transpired. I'm like, huh. And then the end I'm like, ah, I was right. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, where's, where's my Watson? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I also got it uh, relatively early just because I thought it'd be, I thought it'd be an interesting, I, I think that was really kind of like the take is I'm like, this would be a good, this would be a good, uh, a good killer. Just yeah. because of the fact that, you know, it's it just, it's so perfect. And, mm-hmm. but let's, let's talk about some of these roles. Obviously Sam Richardson fucking crushes it as the park ranger, but he's so good in just about everything he does. I, I, I love him. Are you familiar with his work? Have you ever seen him in anything? I have not. Um, to be honest with you, he looks really familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, and you said Veep. I remember watching it. Um, I can't remember who the main one of the main character or one of the main act- actresses in Veep is. Julia Louis Dreyfus from Seinfeld. Yep, from Seinfeld Lane. Yep. So I remember watching. I remember watching Veep, and I remember seeing him. Um, but other than that, I just was like, "Wow, this guy's a really good actor." <laughs> like, oh God, he's 
he's perfect. And his comedic timing is really, really strong. Yeah. So Sam Richardson, I mean, he's been in the game forever. I go back to Veet because of the fact that that's just, that's the, what I think of, but he's played that similar type of character in other, Mm -hmm. in other work. Not that, you know, that's necessarily a bad thing, but just kind of that very, very, and he even says it in the movie, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm likable. You know, just this very, yeah. very likable character. And in this yeah. movie, he he has that great. You've got uh, Milana Weintrup, who, or Troop, who plays the uh, the male person. And yeah. she is freaking incredible. I love her. I love her. I love her in this movie. So good. Um, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, Michaela Watkins, who plays kind of the, the you know, the kind of like i'll just call her like kind of like the the, the conservative uh woman that has a, a dog uh who is it chachi, chachi. yeah chachi. chachi uh she's great i think Catherine curtain plays the woman that owns the the uh like the bed and breakfast but and then you've just got mm-hmm. a great group of other people in it but again just very very rich in, in terms of cast if yeah. um what else so there was a there was a pretty cool Easter egg, and I'm I'm wondering if you caught on it. It is obviously based in a very rural area, and then the hermit named Emerson mm-hmm. lives in a cabin. Mm-hmm. And one of the books that um, uh, Cecil Cecil, I think her, how you pronounce the name, Cecily. She. Yeah, Cecily, my bad, Cecily. She has a book. I can't remember if it's by Emerson or Thoreau, but I think it's by Emerson. And it's about uh, someone escaping into the woods and just living in the woods. Mm. I think it's I think it's Woden Pond is the book that she that she has in her back pocket. So I thought that, that was a pretty interesting parallel. You have Emerson mm. and then you have a book by Emerson. Yeah. In her back pocket, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, like, so what I like also about this movie are when when you watch it, you know, you, I I think of other films, and mm-hmm. one of the even though this is a werewolf film, there are a couple yes. elements in this movie that really like make me think of of Jaws, and it starts with the opening okay. scene where you have your first you have your first uh, your first kill. And yep. you've got somebody just alone on their own, but they're not, they're not far away from safety. They're like right in front of their house. And you see this character being kind of like dragged around, like mm-hmm. and kind of like calling from help. And it, it's very reminiscent to the first kill in the movie Jaws, where you've got this, you've got this, you know, this young woman like out in, like out in the water and, you know, she's not far away from land. And then she gets like the first little tug. And then, and then she gets like yeah. dragged all over the place calling for help. And then, you know, she goes under and you see just like how safety isn't too far away. You know, it reminded me also a little bit when we did, you know, I know what you did last summer where homegirl wasn't far away from safety. Um, yeah. But that wasn't the, the first, well, that was the first, but that wasn't the only Jaws call out. Like, for example, you just mentioned Emerson. Emerson's last name was what? It was Flint, Flint. right? Yeah. So Flint rhymes with Quint from Jaws. <laughs> And yeah. Flint was the one, like they 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 reach out to uh, Flint, like we want you to find it and kill it. Where in Jaws, Quint was the guy that is going to find and kill the shark. So Flint, Quint, they're both That's kind of fun. rough around the edges. Nobody in town really like trusts them. But so I, you know, there was kind of like that parallel in it. Um, 
and they're yeah so they're you know just a couple little couple little little nods that made me think about the movie now like tonally it's obviously entirely different overall thoughts how did you feel overall thoughts this is definitely a film i watch again and again it has that that like watchable factor Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like it's up there with Shaun of the dead like i can do back-to-back viewings of Shaun of the dead i can most likely do back-to-back viewings of werewolves within and that's exactly what my plan is after hop off with you is see if vanessa's game for watching it Mm -hmm. she said she's okay (laughs) she's like i'm good i'm good good. so, I mean, I've seen it twice and I'm okay. going to watch it, you know, so I saw it actually, oh my God, uh, this is kind of like a fun little aspect. So I actually saw this movie in the movie theater, oh, n- uh, not but a couple weeks ago. So it was the first movie, like the first new release film I've seen in a movie theater since the pandemic, right? So this is the first okay. film I've seen in a year and a half. Now, granted, I saw, what was it, Lawrence of Arabia and uh, last year for Thanksgiving, we did... Um, planes, trains, and automobiles. We rented out a movie theater, but those are movies nice. that you know I had seen before. But this is the first time I had seen like a brand new film in the movie theater in a year and a half, and that was a really, really wild experience. And just being able to be around an audience and uh, hear like the like the the ooze and gasps yes. of, of people in the crowd, where and then just kind of like the little murmurs where great thing about a whodunit is when you're in a movie theater and like, that's what I love is like being around people. But the, that little, like, it's like, ooh, or people are trying to figure it out. Like, I think, I think that's the killer. I think that person's a killer. I think he did it. I think he did it. did it. It's the dead uh, you know, so just just like little whispers that you'll that you'll get, and that's awesome. Uh, I love it. You know, so being around diff- being around people for that, I I get off on that shit. So, I I yeah, I, I loved it. And then uh, for this podcast, I rented it again. So I've got you know another I think another like twelve hours or so, and then I, I don't you know. But yeah, this is a movie that I'm I'm really really excited about, and yeah. I, I look forward just to seeing what what other people have to say. Now, critically, the movie it has been well received thus far on Rotten Tomatoes. You're you're looking about like an 85 to 87 percent approval rating. Mm-hmm. Critically is really good. Now, uh, I'll just read like a little a little quick little blurb. And what do we have here? This is direct from like Wikipedia. But okay. quote Werewolves Within is the rare horror comedy that offers equal helpings of either genre and adds up to a whole lot of fun in the bargain. So that's, and that's what this movie is. It's a horror comedy. I mean, this movie, you don't have to love horror films to enjoy this. It's not super scary, but for those that enjoy horrors, there's enough in there that you'll, you'll thoroughly just enjoy. But if you, if you like a good laugh, if you want to laugh, this movie mm-hmm. offers some really, really great dialogue because of characters. This is this is a character film. You know, it's it's and the I, I go back to the Agatha uh, Agatha Christie aspect is the fact that one of the first people that you meet in the first 10, 15 minutes, you've got a handful of people. One of them is your bad guy and figure it out, figure it out. Who's the bad guy? No. But, but yeah, I, like I said, I, I love the film. Um, quick question for you. Who, who was your favorite character in that film? Um, excluding Sam Richardson. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. Um, my favorite character. That's great because I really enjoyed, really enjoyed them all. Um, man, I'm going to have to choose. I have to choose one because I'm like, I can't be like, I love them all because I really did love them all. But (laughs) if I were to, I'm going to go with a conservative couple, um, just because I, without giving a spoiler away, um, <laughs> um, something oh, happens dopey. to something happens uh, to one of the characters, and and there's this whole like this whole scene where they're just kind of like sitting in a chair, and mm. um, um, well, you know, what? yeah, I, I can actually I'll say it because it doesn't because it was the, in the trailer. Oh, was if it? I'm thinking, if I'm thinking, was it like? And you're a werewolf, and you're yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. That was in yeah. the that was in the trailer. Okay. Like you're not, okay. yeah. But that couple just uh, he's he's lost his hand. You know, he got bit, and then and then his fingers all get shot up, uh, shot off, and everything. And and he's sitting in the chair, and he's in a lot of pain. And yeah, so him and his wife, I think, are my two favorite characters. And just because. He he's completely crazy and a little bit like weird, but yeah. a little like subtle things um, where somebody will like say fuck and you'll just like in the background you hear language, language, language. Yeah. and then somebody yeah. does something. She's like, it's Antifa, you know? And yes. <laughs> yep. Because uh, they're very much proponents of the of the pipeline. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But in terms of, of favorite characters, my favorite character of that whole film has got to be that my my favorite group is the gay power couple. But mm, my favorite mm-hmm. character is Joaquin from Argentina. Yeah, <laughs> how from he Argentina. pronounces it. Yeah, you know, are we really in Mexican standoff right now? Don't say Mexican. Just stand off. Uh, again, uh, quotability like that. The quotability. Oh, yeah. uh, just talking about like Betsy. the, the couple. Like, Pardon me. <laughs> Heavens to Betsy. Heavens to Betsy. Yeah. Um, One of the quotes of that, like uh, one of the lines from that, uh, from that couple that I like, well, the, the wife of Michaela Watkins, she has this like, you ate my dog or like one of you ate my dog. One of you ate my husband's hand. And for what? To save some chipmunks. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Oh gosh. um, But everybody's great. I, I, I love the scene when, Sam Richardson's character, the uh, uh, the ranger, and then Milana Vintroop, who's the the postal worker, when they're up in uh, Emerson's house, and they're like, you know, like he's asking, "Well, why should I help?" He's like, "Well, to be a good neighbor, you know, like Mr. Um, Rogers, like Mr. Rogers." <laughs> and, uh, he's like, "Mr. Rogers, huh?" I'm like, yeah. It's like, who's that? And they're like, yeah. Hmm? <laughs> and then you really I believe, like, oh, this motherfucker has no idea who Mr. Rogers is at all. Oh, 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 oh. The opening shot in this movie, listening, yep. is where love begins. Listening to ourselves and then and then our neighbors. And it's like you have like this eerie music, and yep. then you get like this jump, like scare, like and then like it's like attributing like it's you're you're finding out who said it you're you're like anticipating that maybe it's going to be like Charles Manson and then it's like Mr. Rogers you know <laughs> and they use Mr. Rogers as like kind of like a scare like in, in right off the bat you know like okay this is the movie I'm in you know they're trying to scare us with like this little quote about like listening and talking about neighbors but they're straight up quoting Mr. Rogers and oh. <laughs> use like Mr. Rogers with ominous music is really funny so Great, great, great touch. Love it. Again, um, 
Amishna Wolf and um, Josh Rubin just just killed it. Just a great writer like director team that they were able to put together. So final thoughts, because I, I think we we did, again, just kind of like a cliff's notes. We don't want to give away too much here, but I don't know. This is kind of a review. You know, we've talked a little bit. And of course, if there's anything that you want to cover, like, oh, 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 I want to talk about this. Please let me know. I would just say that if, as, as your listeners, um, if you like a good laugh, and I like to get a little scare on sometimes this is the best of both worlds because it's not like you're conjuring or um you know insert extremely scary and gory film here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's also not just like your happy like sappy love actually film or music and lyrics it's a it's it's a melding of horror and comedy in, in my way like how I'm viewing it in, in its purest form because it has elements of both and it, it lends itself to each other really nicely. So I'll be dead honest. Werewolves aren't really my thing. Um, but this was probably one of my favorite werewolf films and I have mm. a couple, but this is like up there now. Yeah. Yeah. Top, um, top spot. If you were to, I don't know, let's, let me figure out like a good, like rating thing. Like, would you want to grade it or give it like a, like a scale of like one to five or one to 10 or something like that? What, what do you feel comfortable? How, like, how would you want to rate them? Like maybe out of five, uh, like claw marks, I'd give it a five. Okay. Five out of five claw marks. I, okay. I, five out of five claw marks. I love it. I love that. Yeah. No, I, I think I'm with you. Uh, I'm not going to say this movie is perfect, but no. it's. It's really good. And again, the replay factor is strong. This is a movie that, you know, I, I think we, we've mentioned a couple like parallels, right? We, we've mentioned Shaun of the Dead. I've mentioned Clue. We've mentioned Knives Out, right? I mean, these yeah. are all movies that I think, um, I think are good, are good movies that are like films, right? Movies mm-hmm. that are very, very similar and adequate for it. Now, as far as werewolves are concerned, although it's not necessarily my favorite genre, I don't know, man, I can right off the top of my head come up with like my top five, like heart or like mm-hmm. a werewolf film. So like, and you know, some of them are comedy shit. One of my favorite uh, werewolf, one of my favorite movies is a werewolf film and it's Teen Wolf and yeah. you know, Michael yeah. J. Fox, you know, and, and that's, that's great. Um, American werewolf in London, I think is probably, probably the greatest werewolf ever. Mm-hmm. Certainly has the best um, transformation scene. I think the transformation scene in this one you know, you can see that the, the it, it was decent. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't the worst. It wasn't the best, but you can see that, you know, they were held up a little bit with budget, but, yeah. but I think it was adequate. I think, I think for a low budget film, it had a pretty good transformation scene. Yeah. I, I think so. Cause it also had a nice callback to uh, a piece of art that was actually in the bed and breakfast. I don't know if mm, you, mm-hmm, if you mm-hmm. saw that and you did yep. some research on that, but the art on the wall and the actual art completely different. Yeah. So um, I thought it was a pretty cool callback to that um, in terms of the transformation. Um, But in terms of like, you know, Teen Wolf was fantastic. American Werewolf in London was great. 
I really enjoyed the Underworld uh, films. Okay. Where it was Underworld? Like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Dad and I loved Kate Beckinsale back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. Uh, oh, shit. Uh, 1980s Stephen King. Well, not in the year 1980, but the 1980s yeah. decade. Silver Bullet. Silver Bullet. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds um, good. Now, there's a really, really great independent I don't know if it was the late 90s or early 2000s, but it's a Canadian film and okay. it's really, really good. And what's fascinating about the film is they they use um, like menstruation as kind of like a like a oh. parallel into becoming a werewolf. It's it's called Ginger Snaps. And I've heard of that. Yeah, I've heard of that one. Yeah, yeah, that's really, really good. It's about it's about a couple girls going through puberty and you know, going through as their body is changing, one of them essentially, you know, goes through like a werewolf transformation process. Yeah. Really, cool. really good. That one, even though there's some humor in it, that one is more oh, serious, more serious, but okay. that's really strong. I haven't seen the sequels, but there, because there, I think there are two sequels. So I think there are like a ginger snaps two and a ginger snaps three, but the OG Ginger Snaps is definitely worth uh, worth checking out. It's 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 strong. It's a really really well done, low budget film, and I want to say I'm pretty like ninety nine percent certain it's a Canadian film. Okay, but, um, yeah, I would I would love to know the names of the sequels, like Ginger Snap one and then Ginger Snap two, half the cookie, Ginger Snap three, Ayo. nothing but crumbs. Ayo. Ayo. Oh like, oh oh oh, um, another another. Um, movie i thought about while watching this and uh-huh. i don't know if you saw it but i was trying to think of like kind of like another little like horror comedy and like okay. uh like happy death day i don't know if you ever saw yeah saw that I dug that one you know? i dug that one uh i think this is a better quality but and i oh, think absolutely. the acting is better but if you're if you're fans of movies like that i think you can find uh some sad shit you can be a fan of who framed roger rabbit i think and still and still enjoy this because i mean there's an element of who done it in that and yeah. that very very strong very uh well written uh characters on that okay uh for the sake of time i think we we've chatted a little bit talked a little bit about this movie but i want to i want to test your knowledge and see let's do it if you're ready for this okay i i am so what type of car does oh, Sam Richardson God. have in this movie that he that he that he drives? And it's 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 perfect because his whole character is essentially is very like emasculated. PT Cruiser. PT Cruiser is exactly right. Yeah. That's um, Donna 2's favorite car. Is it? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's not. I mean, and there's nothing wrong with the automobile. No. But it is like the least manly automobile especially like for a park ranger you expect a like ranger. a four yeah. a lifted ford f-150 with you know the the blinder lights and everything and then he's driving like in this cute little uh black uh no it's blue it's like a blue, oh, blue. pt yeah right yep you're right it's blue like a blue, blue pt <laughs> cruiser yeah his character would be in a pt cruiser um all right so now We've got a kind of like an approximate. You don't have to get the exact number because I, I, I didn't do. I just wanted like a general. Okay. Okay. So, approximately, how many how many guns were in the group? Mm. Um. So to do that, I'm going to go back and look at real quick who's there, mm-hmm. if that's okay. So there's um, and is it okay to list the names of the people? Yeah, of course. That's not of course. Yeah. Um, so there's uh, Parker, the pipeline guy. 
the uh, gay power couple, the um, Tucker Carlson uh, couple. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> um, uh, the bed and breakfast owner. I can't remember her name. Janine. Janine. Then there's Cecily, Dr. Ellis, Sam. And then we keep calling so, him Sam, but his name is Finn. Finn Wheeler. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, Sam, so Finn Wheeler. And then you have the two rednecks. That's 12. And then Emerson, but he's not even, I'm not counting him because that he's not even, mm-hmm. I, no, he just has a, he's like Rambo. So let's say there's 12 people. Okay. There is the only people who don't have a gun is Cecily and the two gay power people. Um, so there's nine guns in total. Okay. Well, at least that was on the table. And then, of course, you have another person who just went Rambo mode and had an arsenal in his car. So, but nine. Yeah. Let's do nine. I think it's five or six, actually. You when should, they pile they had, all the guns on there, I think yeah. it was only like five or six. But there, there are more than five. There are more oh, than absolutely. five. Yeah. Um, I'll count it. I'll count it again. Over five. Now... You just mentioned everybody, so you don't have to say names, but approximately mm-hmm. what's the head count in this movie? Head count in this movie? I think 14 total-ish okay. living in living in. Oh, I'm the, sorry. Oh, are you talking what's about? the the kill count? Oh, what's the kill count? Oh, uh, shoot. Everybody but minus. Minus Minus three. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so nine. So Let's say there's so 12 over ten. and nine. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, ten, yeah, ten or plus. ten, yeah. Yeah. Ten plus. yeah. So this is it's fun. If you want, if you want, if you want people uh, getting get nice. off like this, flies, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, this right here becomes like one of like the greatest elements for like a drinking game for this movie. Mm-hmm. How many times do you think the word hand is said in this movie? You're going to go back and watch this movie. Uh, I know you're not necessarily much of a drinker, but grab a couple bottles of water. Every time somebody says the word hand, I want you to drink because of the fact really? this. Yeah. I don't. That's a great one. Um, I'm just going to say like 25. Yeah. It's over 25 times. <laughs> Dang. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely that one scene too. Yeah. <laughs> it is just said over and over. And then it's used in different scenes. Like, I wonder yeah. if it was just like something kind of like, just we're going to have an Easter egg. Anytime somebody says the word hand, you have to drink. It, it's just so funny. A- okay. So your final question, and I don't know if okay. you're aware of this. I don't know if even if you even caught this. So Milana Vintrube. Right. Mm-hmm. She is the male girl in this movie or the postal postal person, male person, male person. Yes. Right. So there's a contract. So she is also pretty widely recognized and famous for okay. being in a commercial. Uh, she plays this oh. character, Lily, for what product? In it. Uh AT&T, not AT&T, it is AT&T. AT&T, yeah. she's the AT&T yeah. girl in all the commercials. Yeah, she plays Lily on the AT&T commercials. And That's she's done it for years, know yeah. her name. <laughs> like, I didn't even know that was her name. You didn't know her name was Lily? Commercial. Nah, nah, I just like look it's at it and I'm just tag, like, man. Well, obviously I'm looking at her face because I'm not objectifying her. 
And that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So I think I'm with you. I think if I were to give this uh, a great, like I said, I don't think it's perfect, but uh, five claw marks. I'm with you. I'm with you on the five, you know, five out of five on the claw mark aspect. It's, it's a fun ride. It's a, it's just a fun, fun movie. There was just like one glaring mistake that I saw. And um, I don't know if you'd have to cut it. It's not, <laughs> I'll, you know what? I'll just wait until after we, we hop off that way I can okay, sure. discuss yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Cause, cause I don't want to give too much away because this film is, is fantastic, but I was wondering if you would pick up on it as well, but um, maybe, maybe when your listeners er, watch it, they can mm-hmm. write in the comments what I'm thinking. Like one of the biggest issues in that film was <laughs> that'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll chat about this offline. Yeah, absolutely. Again, listeners, thank you very much for tuning in. Definitely check out this movie. I think you're going to love it. I really do. It's it's 90 minutes, hour 40 minutes, yeah. something. It's not it's not too long, and it's a good popcorn flick, right? I mean, this yep. there are movies that are designed for deep introspective thought, uh, but this is a movie for those that <laughs> just want to want a good ride. Uh, want to try yes. to figure out who the killer is. Enjoy some snappy dial, uh, dialogue, some very very good uh, banter. And if you loved, if you enjoyed Knives Out, or if you enjoyed Clue, or if you enjoyed Shaun of the Dead or Hot Fuzz, I mean, this movie is going to be right up your alley. It's it's really well done and absolute like uh, standing ovation to both Josh Rubin and Mishnah Wolf uh, for, oh, yeah. for their work. I, th- I think they they crushed it. Just absolutely crushed it. Oh, they did. The whole cast, great too. Yeah, great. Yeah, that, just yeah. which is awesome. I really enjoyed this film. Well, good. Like, this isn't something I would have watched, but I really enjoyed it. Well, wonderful. I'm glad you did. All right. Well, that concludes tonight's tonight's little episode. As always, please listen, like, subscribe, tell your friends. Please leave us a little uh, rating review on whatever uh, format you check us out on. And we will see you next week on another episode of Stanford Cinema. Nathan, say goodbye to the, the, the fine listeners out there. Goodbye, everyone. Have fun, be safe, and just know I will always know what you did last summer. <laughs> Is that going to be your forever call out? That's going to be my forever call out. Yeah. <laughs> heavens right. to Betsy, yes. Uh, heavens to Betsy's. <laughs> uh, good night, everybody. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Stanford Cinema.